Once that sucked, but now you realize that they rock. They still suck. Fear and loathing podcast. Wow. Welcome back, everybody, to Fear and Loathing in Cinema. Oh, my goodness. It's January 18th, and we are going to take 60 seconds out of our day today to talk about this movie on this episode. Oh, yes, indeed. I am Brian Kluger, and I love cars. Uh, that's that's what it's going to be. Um, yeah, that's what it is. I'm joined by the three other drivers of this crew today all the way in austin texas he drives an old school cadillac dan moran how are you i am doing great i wrote all my notes for this podcast in a special blacklight ink so i am ready to go he's ready to go uh coming in from miami florida the lady who likes to work on cars and drive ferraris Chelsea Campbell, how are you? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about uh, all these people that are endlessly horny for cars. Right. Um, and last but not least, in Denton, Texas, the man who can order the best pizza, Preston Barta. How are you? I'm good. I, w- I wore my leather high heels and pink underwear for this. Oh, mm. yes, he sure did. Hell yeah. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. If you can't tell already, we're talking about the 2000 remake of Gone in 60 Seconds, directed by Dominic Senna, written by Scott Rosenberg and starring a plethora of people, including Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, Giovanni Ribisi, Christopher Exliston, Robert Duvall, Vinnie Jones, Delroy Lindo, Will Patton, and the one, the only, make him say, uh, Master P in a 2000 movie. Oh, my God. Uh, we're talking about Gone in 60 Seconds, or as it was known in Greece, Come in 60 Seconds. That's a true story. Uh, which, I want to see that version. Uh, okay, let's go on to the question that we asked. That I've the what? seen that, ver- the great I've seen that version in that a million one. times. Yeah, There is. It's like a game. That's come in 60 seconds. (laughs) It's a game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So we we asked our question to the internet. We asked our question that we do every week to the listeners out there on social media. If you're not, follow Fear and Loathing and Cinema Podcast on Instagram, please. We're doing a lot of fun stuff on there. But Preston had a great question this week. Um. It was okay. So, like Randall Rains, you know, played by Nicolas Cage, he has this crew, and he's there's this crew that steals cars, are really good at what they do for the most part. And let's see, they're stealing cars. But if you could have Randall Rains's crew steal anything for you other than a car, what do you want them to steal for you? Um, what do you want them to steal? So, uh, Preston, you came up with this great question. Do you have an answer for it? Uh, I gave some examples to y'all, uh, some ridiculous ones of the horror of the horror variety. Uh, I, I still kind of cling into the penis monster from Bo is Afraid. But then I sent you, Brian, the Continuum Transfunctioner from uh, Dude, Where's My Car? 
So that would be a good one. <laughs> that oh, would be awesome. A good one. Yeah, because it has the car one. vibe to it. And uh, oh my goodness, can we put Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher into the Gone in 60 Seconds franchise? I feel like if this device, they have to come with it. Yeah. No, that's good. In the in the giant dick monster from Bo is Afraid, I just, I'm curious how they would steal it. <laughs> like, I feel like they'd have to get a Trank gun. I feel like they have to get to with dick. the Inception crew to get inside Joaquin Phoenix's mind. Because I don't know. Who knows what's real and not real in that movie? That's true. Oh, those are good answers. Uh, Chelsea, did you have an answer for this? Or did we have any... Uh, people online answer i didn't i didn't pose the question um but i mean mine was as soon as i saw the bow is afraid dick monster i just i wanted it so i want it <laughs> although chelsea did say that she wanted to take my dad's virginity so that that there's that that's what she said <laughs> wanted to steal that so you want randall reigns's crew to steal Preston's dad's virginity, or did you want to? A little both. <laughs> All right. Both. Maybe Preston can set that up. <laughs> how? I don't know. How? How? How is this <laughs> they, possible? They well, we got to get a chalkboard and a crew and everything. Well, you know? we need like a flux capacitor. Yeah, and... gun it to 88. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, how about you? I would love to see this crew steal ryan gosling's jacket from drive mm. but he has to be wearing the jacket so good luck yeah. to all these guys getting it from him so they need to chase him down he's a good driver and somehow get that jacket off of him because i mean you add him to the crew that's an incredible incredible cast i mean the cast is already incredible but think about ryan gosling from drive in this movie we'll put him in gone in 60 seconds it's be pretty fun yeah, but I think that would be a tough task for them. One of the people on uh, our list said um, the Golden Idol from the beginning of Indiana Jones, which I said that would be very interesting how you would get a car through there, but back it up. I can see that. I can see that. And then the only other one I got was um, the, uh, what is it called? Davy Jones's Heart. From yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And I said, again, cars on water. Interesting, but I am here for it. They don't need cars. They could do it Miami Vice style. Oh, that is true. I'm trying to think of like something like very hard to get. Um, I mean, my original answer when this question was posed was Rocky Dennis's baseball card collection from Mask. Which <laughs> <laughs> just gonna gonna kill himself over some baseball cards again, um, and then uh, I mean the amulet from Monster Squad that would be fun, and maybe <laughs> maybe Daniel Larusso's karate trophy that would be. Oh no, fun. I know what my real answer is. I'm sorry. Oh. It's the the e read the e reader from It Follows the like the pearl awesome. clam, the clamshell thing the clamshell thing yeah that's from what that's, that's my Roman that's oh, my one Roman piece Empire. of technology in it 
don't yeah. know if you've heard of that movie. It's over Preston's shoulder. I know. I was thinking about that too. <laughs> I was like trying to connect it to it follows somehow. That's my um, Roman Empire. I think but, about that a lot. I also thought about them trying to steal famous cars from movies but the people who drive the cars have to defend them like oh like ecto-1 and ghostbusters yes. or delorean and back and to the future peewee's bike from peewee's bike yeah. or, uh, the ninja turtle pizza van yes oh turtle this is a defending. genius idea yeah oh uh, how about, how about uh you know what kind of led to the entire i'll i'll tie it into right now what <laughs> if they were the crew who stole john wick's car i uh, that's i was actually going to bring that up later <laughs> Oh, they would be God, dead, yes. dead in sixty seconds. That would be the name of the movie. <laughs> he would just walk into these losers and just headshot every one of them. Maybe Angelina Jolie does like a weird flip with her dreadlocks or whatever, but she's totally getting stabbed in the eye. No, yeah, she has it's too like, much grease in those yeah, dreadlocks. Yeah. yeah, and Delroy Lindo is just gonna be like, "Hey, man, I, I just heard there was a stolen car." So my favorite thing about delroy lindo in this movie is how happy he is in the movie oh, <laughs> he's yeah. just all smiles we'll get to uh, it but yeah he's having a blast yeah he yeah. is um one answer we got uh from uh, scott beekeeper jackson who what would you want them to steal your heart oh <laughs> yeah well you Thank said you, scott gotcha. beekeeper what if he stole the hive from jason Statham? that would then be amazing got, then we've got bees inside of cars while they're chasing each other so you're getting stung while you're driving <laughs> That's, isn't I'm, that just mandy uh, yeah well that shit. is mandy it, it is, that is mandy and yeah i would like to see them it's it's crazy that this movie didn't that gone 60 seconds didn't become a franchise because it starts and it ends and all of the themes are there uh like Fast and the Furious, how it ends, how it begins, the family aspect. It's basically, and what's funny about it is that in Gone in 60 Seconds, what's his name? Timothy Oliphant? Mm -hmm. Oliphant. Oliphant. The he best. was offered the role of Dominic Toretto in oh. Fast and the Furious, and he turned it down because he already did <laughs> this movie and they offered it to him because of this movie about the car driving movie he turned it down because he didn't want to do another car film can you I, imagine that would be a miscast though no no like they would they just would have done, redone the character yeah, yeah. yeah. after we're going here we're we're 11 movies into fast and furious and it made my go back and listen everyone to our year of but fast 11 or fast 10 whatever it was with the fast x 10 made my worst list because it just betrayed everything interesting about every character in there. Mm. Timothy Oliphant is so fucking good in everything that he's in that he would have elevated. Like, I feel like this movie would have still been going because you need someone who has emotions and can act. And that is what is missing from the Fast and Furious franchise right now, ever since they lost Paul Walker. But they don't you need mean, it. They don't need it. Those movies make a billion dollars every movie. They don't yeah. need it. I know. I'm just saying, if he was still in it, I feel like it would have some heart to it, and the family stuff wouldn't be a punchline. I feel like he would. Be, but also, maybe we wouldn't have gotten Justified or Deadwood, so it's probably best yeah. that he They would have ruined him. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking we got Deadwood. So, would you have taken 11 of these movies, though? <laughs> it could have been awesome. I think so. Preston, Just, I think you I, I think you underestimate my my appetite for for pain. <laughs> well, it's 
like gone in 60 seconds of course it was a remake the original one was in 1974 but this one the jerry bruckheimer special it came out june 9th of 2000 and it cost about a hundred roughly a hundred million dollars to make it made 237 million dollars at the box office but everybody hated it it has a 25 percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has a 77 percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And we're here to tell you why it's awesome uh, still to this day, some 24 years later, which is crazy to say. I saw this, of course, in uh, the summer right before heading off to college at Kansas. And I loved it. I was like, this is the height of Nicolas Cage. This is so good that he's doing all these action movies. He's so great in this. And it's just all these cars and fun and they're having a blast. And I mean, talk about dated movies. We did that a little bit last week. Um, there, <laughs> There's some, I think the movie doesn't date itself, but just with some of the people in the movie, it makes me laugh really hard. Um, and some of the characters, uh, but I really like this in the theater and coming back. I mean, I've seen it many times, but coming back to it again after a few years, it's still super fun to watch and some great action. Uh, Chelsea, when did you first see this movie? Um, first question, why did you give it a two and a half on Letterboxd? Yeah, I saw that oh, too. I was like, oh. what the hell? <laughs> did I give it a two and a half? Must, I don't know. I don't. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I was supposed to give I was, it a three. I was very angry about seeing that when I was logging mine. <laughs> and then because you gave fucking five stars to me, myself and Irene, it makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Brian, uh, even Haley, my wife was like, I think Brian just hates stuff to piss people off. <laughs> What do I hate? A lot of things. Oppenheimer, for one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate everyone. Oh, I can't. I can't wait for the. I can't I wait. Like, for yeah, the he's kind Oscar. of the Armin White of podcasts, you know. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know why I gave it a two point five. Uh, I mean, that's better than a twenty three percent, but still, yeah. I don't know if like when I was going through you, all of these because I didn't. This movie, Brian? Did you get it? I didn't understand it. No, understand I definitely it? understood this. <laughs> um, I'm because I don't. I when did I rate this? It wasn't like yesterday or the day before. It's I don't like know, but ago. I I always go and see to see what people like like you and Preston and rates it. I love this movie, and I saw two and a half, and I go, well, he must be coming out spicy today. No, I I must have, um done it like a while ago because there was a time when i first signed up for this i just went through all of these movies and i don't know if the fingers were going in and i just excuses i'm just saying i love this movie i'm oh yeah i did rate it a two and a half star see we're gonna oh shit what are you gonna bump it to i'm gonna bump it up to a four and a half oh my your your rating like meter is fucked (laughs) how it just is. Just, just. Math, there, math, there's math, a lot of movies that we'll see at Fantastic Fest, like that. What was that Birdemic movie that you gave five stars? Birdemic uh, three is unbelievably great. So Bird, so Brian introduced me to Birdemic, and I love Birdemic, but I love it for like the same reason I like like Troll two. Right. You're not going to give Troll two five stars. You're going to give it. Why not? I, I think I. 
I gave it four and a half. <sighs> something. It's just for the lore behind it. It was a horrible. Well, I did. Well, I just bumped it up. So, Chelsea, when did you see this movie? So, I've only seen pieces of this movie with my dad. Um, so I saw this whole movie uh, two days ago. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> shit! That's awesome. You're, you're and new to it. lay it on us. Let's go. I thought I thought it was fun. I oh. thought it was. I rated it three stars on letterbox because um it's very it's very jerry bruckheimer with the with the the blues and the yellows and the everything um it's like if fast and the furious did one movie and then just stopped and then remade itself yeah i i don't know i just i think people are all very horny for cars in this movie um and it made me laugh a lot when of course, Nicolas Cage would be the one to be like, talk about car shit, like trying to have sex with Angelina Jolie. I I don't have like really terrible things to say about this movie because I think it's fun. Yeah, it's awesome. It, it uh, conceived Titan. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, let's take I that scene and just actually make it real. Um, yeah. Preston, when did you first see this movie? I saw this in theaters. I saw it many times in theaters. I even remember going to one of my best friends at the time in, uh, let's see, uh, this came out in 2000, I was 10. So my friends did, or one of my friends birthday party was at the movie theater, but of course I was a, a movie theater junkie and i went to go see everything and so they wanted to all go see nutty professor to the clumps oh. and i already <laughs> had seen it and i didn't want to see it again and i went with his parents and uh, interrupted their date night by wanting to watch gone in 60 seconds instead so i did that that's I how much i love this movie fuck my friend saw this instead i would have if my son had a birthday party and a kid did that at the birthday party, it was like, I want to go watch the better movie with you. I'd be like, this is your new best friend. Yeah. Like, this is the kid who now hangs out at our house. Like he's got, he's good. Like he's cool. Yeah. That was good. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, Dan, when did you first see this? Theaters. Um, I, I had said it last week and uh, Chelsea really laughed, but this was height of, um, parent divorce stuff and movies were like the year 2000, 2002 was legitimately like going to spend a weekend with dad. What do you do? It's like you go up to the mall and you watch movies and you see stuff. And I specifically remember that summer, I probably saw this movie two or three times in the movie theaters that summer. And then this was, um, I feel like we've said this a million times too, the beginning of DVD craze. And so this was one of the DVDs that you could like get with, dvd player so i specifically yeah. remember owning it it had the special features on it and so i i've i have to think in my head i've seen this movie 15 to 20 times all yeah. the way through but i hadn't seen it in at least a decade um and so watching it uh the other night i was like they, they don't make them like they used to boys like the yeah. minute the minute that uh lightning strike hits that uh tree Hits that tree, I'm just like, oh, we're in for some shit here because this is Michael yes. Bay or but Jerry Bruckheimer, like we're getting National Treasure, a Michael Bay movie or mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage is about to do some cool shit. 
And that's what we got in this. So I, yeah. I was excited and I think it actually holds up better than I expected based on how outlandish car movies are in the year in the years that we're in now like this movie is much yeah. more tangible and feels more believable so I thought it held up even better and I think I liked it more now yeah I agree uh I like what you said uh at the top because yeah this movie is if uh butt rock music was a movie this is it man how it doesn't have any Creed songs in it I don't understand was Creed around in 2000? Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. The 90s. Arms mm-hmm. wide open, bro. Okay. Well. Higher, bro. Um. So why do you think this movie got such terrible ratings, like a 23%, and why the audience loved it? I mean, I, I just know. learned that the other day when we looked it up. Um, I thought it, this movie would have been pretty positive. But I was no, wrong. but it, but it's re- like it, it's extremely low for a type of movie. It is like I think all of us have said. And have you ever met anybody that like didn't like this movie? Like that, that said like, oh no, this movie is awful. No, everybody's like, oh, Con Six Seconds is awesome. Well, no, nobody has like a vendetta. Like I don't have any. Like I've never known anybody be like, you know, a movie sucks. Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> but I mean, the, but there's. People don't like this movie. And I don't, I'm trying to see like the why of it because it has kind of everything that a modern Fast and Furious movie has. It has incredible star power. It does have a story. Um, It has some funny lines. It has some great characters. I mean, it's basically like Rebel Moon where you're trying to assemble a team together and, you know, go after something this right is we, this is why we hate you <laughs> <laughs> well why i mean is this not like the same premise yes there's just so many team up movies and you had to do yeah, but they're, just to make yeah. me sad like that was your goal it was to make me sad <laughs> i'm like right now i'm reading through roger ebert's review because he gave it two stars and he opens it with Gone in 60 seconds is like a practice game between the varsity and the re- the reserves. Everybody plays pretty well, but they're saving up for Saturday. First team's Nicholas Cage, Delroy Lindo, Robert Duvall. Second team's Giovanni Ribisi, Will Patton, Angelina Jolie, who get second billing but not much playing time. There are lots of subs who come off the bench for a play or two. This is the kind of movie that ends up playing on the TV set over the bar in a better movie. Interesting. I... I don't that, know about that. I mean, big screen for this movie is all the way, I think. That, that review, though, I mean, I know he gave it two stars. He's not it's wrong. not wrong. Like, that's kind of... You know, <laughs> like, that's what this movie is, but that's kind of why I like it. So I, I don't know if this is another situation where critics are putting on their critical ABC plot hats and being like, it doesn't all mesh together, but... At the end of the day, people want to see big time stars having fun, doing big things on screen, kind of slightly outlandish plots for a summer blockbuster. And it, this movie is exactly that, like to a T. And back, I mean, so many people are in this movie that have even yeah. furthered their careers uh, in many TV shows and movies. Well, and we can, and we can get. We, I mean, I don't want to compare these because i think one is clearly better but 
a year from now, Ocean's Eleven comes out. Yep. And it has obviously giant star power, but a little bit of an outlandish plot. The team up, get together, let's steal stuff. And do you know what I mean? Like there's a twist and there's some funny things and they clearly set up a sequel. Like the the bones are there. I think Ocean's Eleven is better, but the movies are kind of have the same bones. Yeah. Right, they do. It's it's it is. It's and Soderbergh. Soderbergh is way. I mean, I think that helps, but at the same time, like it's the same. Right. Thing. Yeah. You have St Steven Soderbergh and crazy star power, and like a kind of a. I mean, Dominique Senna, the director of this, has done great movies. Very few movies, but he did California, Gone in sixty seconds, and Swordfish. And I used to rate wow. every movie from zero to Swordfish on a scale, <laughs> and this is. <laughs> What? No what? one can see this, but we're all just like, fuck. <laughs> oh, I, he's done it with me. Brian, I wonder. <laughs> hey, Brian, what did you like about Swordfish? Swordfish was the one that, like, Gone in 60 Seconds, that came with, like, my PS2 or something. Yeah, I got an HD DVD of it when I first got that. Yeah, yeah. Swordfish, Swordfish is crazy good. In the first five minutes of the movie, Hugh Jackman's getting a blowjob at gunpoint, trying to hack into like a government agency. It's insane. And I love that movie <laughs> so much. But this is the guy we're dealing with, not Steven Soderbergh here. We're dealing with Dominique Senna, who gave us California with a K. And then, I mean, this is a hell of a triple threat filmmaking thing but with gone in 60 seconds you know you have the original from 1974 has anybody and... seen that huh has anybody seen that here oh hell yeah i haven't I seen have it not. you haven't seen that no uh there's very the only like thing that i mean there are a couple things that transfer over to the new one but like eleanor is the the car um, other than that, or and it, so one of the scenes of the, the scene in Gone Six Seconds in this new one where they're trying to blow the cocaine out uh, from the yeah. engine, that's in the original one, too. But most of it is very different. Uh, it's a kind of loosely based. And I think they try to do it for modern audiences uh, with Nick Cage, because Nick Cage is, again, in the 90s and these early 2000s is on top of the world. He's unstoppable I, action i just want to say you contain multitudes because you can you can love swordfish and you can also be the only one of us to see have seen the original gone in 60 seconds <laughs> i give this one two and a half stars <laughs> yeah. no it's four and a half now i don't know what yeah. happened my little finger i don't know um yeah, finger problems finger problem hey yeah, working your fingering <laughs> I gotta work on my fingering. <laughs> I used to hear that all the time when my clarinet lessons. Um, <laughs> what? I did. Who's clarinet? The what? <laughs> Who's clarinet? No. <laughs> like Michael Fassbender and Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Gotta work on the fingering. Or let me do the fingering. Right, right. No, but I think this one is like, it's... It's very, there's not a lot under the surface here. And I think 
Preston and I on my bloody podcast, we did a beekeeper episode and we were talking about how John Wick is layered. There's stuff underneath the surface. It's so good. And beekeeper, there's not that much to it. And I feel like that's kind of gone in 60 seconds. This new one, the 2000, there's there's a semblance of a story of like brothers, uh, brotherly love. <laughs> um, yeah, which but they're is not in some secret organization. They're just boosting cars, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's, the only, the only that's thing it. that kind of elevates it is that you have Raymond Kalitri, the villain, who is a carpenter. What's that all about? I want to know about that. So he's well, making comments. He, and, he, and he, he has a thing about wood, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> Need more about that. For an asshole, he makes a very sick coffin. Yeah, true. He does. He does. And uh, yeah, oh, I, I like Chris Exelston. And it's great that in interviews, he said this is like his least favorite movie he's ever done. Um, Because a lot of people. Dark World makes no sense. Right, right. Because uh, in interviews, he said people come up and like said to him, you are so terrible in Gone in 60 Seconds. But then he did Doctor Who and everybody loved him. But to me, it's like he's so great in this because he's he doesn't showcase a lot of violence until the very end but he's just he needs that car crushing scene with his brother i mean that's i i'd be feeling my heart rate goes a little bit with that scene it is oh yeah because he enunciates he does he does i like that i like christopher exelston in this um but he's again he bookends the movie you don't see him really in the middle yeah but i want to i want to bring up giovanni ribisi his character in this movie is so weird to me. Uh, yeah. Like he's, it's almost as he like took, because we've seen him in movies. We saw him in Boiler Room and Ted and the other sister um, and here. But is he just, I? there's something off about him in this movie. Like I can't tell if he's being a character from the other sister or if he's really going. Oh boy. <laughs> no, he's just a dumb kid. Yeah. He's got he's living in his brother's shadow. He feels that pressure to try. But he's also just a dumbass. Yeah. Case in point, the the first few minutes after he boosts that Porsche and he's like wanting to race a guy like that's the dumbest thing that you could possibly do. And he's like, I want to entertain myself with this. Right. He he feels untouchable. Maybe the funniest thing about it, that the one that part that I remember that I really laughed hard this time is when. Nick Cage is at his house seeing each other and he's making him breakfast and the the stove catches fire and his first thing is to beat the shit out of it with a towel was so funny to me. And then just like nonchalantly, Nicolas Cage just comes and pours the baking soda on top of it. And I was like, oh, this is genius. Uh, It's like the two character uh, opposites. Well, it shows that he hasn't had the older brother to influence him and show him things. that's, That's good character development. Yeah. yeah, they didn't they didn't have to just run with the character development that they do at the very beginning, which is the cliche of shooting photos in an office to set up the characters that badly fo- Photoshop photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think there I think there's a little bit of semblance of the underlying tone and story of the movie, but the big chunk of the middle is just the cars and the action, which I think is fun. Um, and well, so who is your favorite character in the movie? If you had one, cause there's so many. Toby. Toby, is he the pizza guy? 
He's the one that gets uh, shot in the chest. Oh yeah, he's the one that gets shot. <laughs> he wants he wants to be he's like heart of gold wants to do everything, but nobody lets him. Yeah, that why why, why is he kid. your favorite? Oh, because he's he's the heart of gold. No, I just I feel like he's the the biggest underdog of them all. But I kind of like Scott Can's Tumblr um, as this like a boxer badass type. Um, and all, then all four yeah. ten of them. Yeah, you yeah. like Scott yeah, Con, nice uh, Scott Scott Con and uh, Robert Duvall are in a movie together, and he's like, "Hey, I acted with your dad and Godfather." Yeah, and Scott Con has the masturbation joke in this movie. Yes, he does. The yeah. stranger. Yeah, I uh, when I was watching this with my wife, and I was like, "See, I never, I thought, I didn't think that we both were like, I don't." I, I didn't catch that. I thought he was talking about his leg, like he's rubbing out his leg. <laughs> Wait, no, he said rub rub one out. Rub one out. When, yeah. his, when his hand's numb. Yeah. A stranger. <laughs> it was really good. I forgot about that moment in the movie. Uh, Dan, what was your, who's your favorite character? I, I This is going to shock everyone here, but Giovanni Ribisi, I laugh so hard at every single scene that he's in. He's like a Looney Tunes character. Like He's such a bumbling... The whole way through everything he does is always the wrong decision but but when but when he's like screaming for his life or whatnot like i bought it i was like he here's the dumb little brother but then when he had to bring some of the drama i was like okay i buy this so i i really i did not expect to enjoy him because i think nicholas cage is just being nicholas cage yeah um angelina jolie i think is dreadful in this movie get it get it I got um, it. Um, but uh, I don't I get really, it. I think that Giovanni Ribisi is really good. And I think uh, Delroy Lindo is having the most fun. Delroy Lindo is definitely having the most fun. I haven't seen him have that much fun in a movie. Yeah. I don't remember when, because he's always playing fairly serious roles. But here, it's mm -hmm. has got a smile on. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting like that Ernie Hudson in Congo kind yeah. of vibe, you know? Where he's just... <laughs> like he... Like he read the script and realized what it was, and other people were just trying a little too hard. Um, Chelsea, what about you? No, mine was uh, Delroy Lindo as the detective Castleback. He's just he knows what he's in. He's he's having fun, and he, yeah, what a great what a great name too. What about Mirror Man? Is that is that his name? The guy that's in the when they do the uh when him and vinnie jones team up and they're getting that hummer and then he's got the snakes crawling up my asshole yeah oh. that's that's that is mirror man and so that got that actor he hasn't done like anything since and his name is tj cross and he i like it's like his only thing and you would think that you've seen him in so long i mean that's the perfect like kevin hart role right yeah yeah um, I wow. love Vinnie Jones in this movie because it's like, yeah. hey, let's get Vinnie Jones, uh, not have him speak, but then silent Bob him oh, at the end yeah. with all of the high brow. Uh, he's a, he's a yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> the, it worked. It did. I mean, the great the great reply is Nick Cage. Like, I thought you were from Venice. <laughs> Venice Beach. I thought that Long was Long Beach. Yeah. Long Beach. Yeah, I thought you were from Long Beach. Oh, it was good. Um, and then Master P. Okay. So people, if you're listening to this and you're young, Master P at one point in time was like the head of the hip hop rap game. And, you know, he he was. He 
I'm only laughing because he started No Limit like, Records. He started make him say, oh. and I'm only he laughing shows at you. You're not wrong, Brian. I'm only laughing because you literally just did the Steve Buscemi meme of hello fellow kids yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> it's he shows up in this movie and he shows up twice in the movie because not only is nick cage's team trying to steal cars and you know take care of the brother and fight this bad guy christopher excellent but they have other car crews after them almost like a john wick scenario of other assassins coming after them and one of them is led by master p and he is foiled so easily uh at the i mean every turn and like when the first time when you first meet him Vinny Jones blows up every car in the parking lot of a diner <laughs> and you don't hear about it in news or anything like that. It just happens. It's so wonderful. Um, yeah. He has the great line. I'm going to smoke you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, second best delivery of that since uh, fifth element. Yeah. <laughs> smoke you. I'm going to smoke you. Oh God. I know. I like, I liked that one. And then, you know, I love Robert Duvall in this. He was basically the Yoda. He was Otto. He was like yeah. the Yoda of this whole, you know, Star Wars. We're going to name him Otto. Otto. <laughs> We're I mean, it is ridiculous. And so like good. doing research for this movie, everybody took extensive classes. Um, Robert Duvall even went to study with like an auto mechanic and uh, car people. But so what's funny, everybody knows now Nicolas Cage is really into cars. This was the movie that got him into cars and everybody on set, the director, the producers, Jerry Bruckheimer said like nobody could get Nicolas Cage out of a car. Like he just wanted to be driving. He did his own stunts and he's still that way today. And Everybody else in the movie took lessons, but not as extensively as Nick Cage. So I wonder what like really clicked for him in this movie that he really like loved cars. Probably something spiritual because you feel like like uh, Chelsea was hinting at like, I think he wants to have sex with Eleanor when he's like rubbing his <laughs> hand across her at the end. Uh, so from the extras, he just said that he just felt like he was made to do that sort of thing. So I believe him. That's awesome. I I mean, I feel, uh, yeah, I would all, if the Neiman Marcus catalog had in their, like uh, their Christmas catalog, they had like take a ride with Nick Cage in a car. I would probably buy it. You know, that would be yeah. like a super fun type of thing. Uh, just because allegedly he's very good at it. And I would love to do that with him, but yeah, it doesn't seem like he's uncomfortable in this movie driving a car at all. No. So, and I, and I like that part of it cause it just feels natural. But yeah. do you think on a scale of like Nick cage craziness, do you think, where does it lie in this movie? Because there's like moments like when he's talking with the kids at the beginning of the movie, when his character is introduced and he's like, let's ride. There's yeah. like, Oh, there's Nikki cage. Uh, I love that. But uh, what, where, where does it fall with you, Chelsea? The Nick cage caginess of it all. <laughs> I like, I like my Nick cage, like super fucking weird. Um, <laughs> and there were flashes of it in this. Like you said, there were flashes of it. Um, but I, I don't know. I like him a little weirder. What, like, like an example? The bees. 
Yeah, I really like him. <laughs> I really like him in in Mandy. Like that's in like Pig. Okay. Yeah. He's not really weird in Pig. Crazy in Pig, but yeah, Mandy's he's wild in it. But uh, I'm like one of the few who do not like that movie at all. I, I hated. Okay. I hated the way that that made me feel. But I could watch the second half. Okay. But uh, he's yeah, he's got some moments. He's got some lines that are like kind of silly and I laugh at him like he's in the bar uh, meeting back up with Angelina Jolie after a number of years. He's like, what are what are you like some like a Bible salesman? And he's like, you're healed. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like just like the guy asking him next to like asking for a drink and him getting really pissed and slamming the counter. Yeah. It's like, was that is that improv? Is that what what, what is this? Because it doesn't make sense, but no, I I like yeah, the, the, it's the ticking is, clock aspect though for him, right, right, yeah. and like even like the moment when everybody is about to do the heist and they have to put on Lowrider, and everybody's kind of like feeling it and getting in the yeah. mood, and he just has to like, okay, let's ride, and it's just, See, it's, I I think they're they're so we can start we can dissect this hardcore with Jerry Brockheimer films. So with like the, it, it makes me think of bad boys with the woo-saw type of thing, you know? Woo-saw with the ears, yeah. yes. It's like our captain's really weird, but this is what he does to kind of get in the zone. And so you have that. And then you get the whole like rounding up the crew Armageddon style. They could almost like put the same track over it as they're rounding up the crew. So he 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 likes his uh, narrative beats, those narrative beats. It's comfortable. Yeah. I feel comfortable in Jerry Bruckheimer blockbusters i like i like the beats i like where it's going like i'm not surprised by anything and i have so much fun do you do you have a, a kg a nick kg meter dan i like all forms of nick cage um but i will say this was the beginning of like family man yeah uh nick cage and i know he did a movie called the family man but um also I like, like that movie. yeah he also did like this was three years before national treasure and where he would to he would put his craziness more into the the plot of these essentially four quadrant blockbusters, and I'm glad that he's back to being in like crazy mode where he's showing up in all this weird stuff again. But I think there was a fun decade there where he honed his skills and was like, "I'm going to be appealable, appeal, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to appeal to everybody." by being in these kind of fun, big Jerry Bruckheimer movies. And I really enjoyed that phase of his career. I do too. Do you, do you want him to come back to it? I've been saying for, I mean, saying I'll bet if I reactivate my Facebook and we could go back to like 2006 on my Facebook, when it was first, like the thing, I'll bet there's a thing on there is like, where the hell is national treasure three? Like I've been, I've been calling for these movies. Like, yes, I would love to have Nicolas Cage. I would love for them to do a Gone sixty seconds too. I would love to see a um, National Treasure three. I would love. I mean, yes, I would love to see him do even a PG thirteen type version of Con Air, a movie that we've done on here before. Something that could, you know, just get a little bit lower on the rating scale so that everyone could go see it in the middle of summer. I would love to see that Nick Cage. Not to say what he's doing right now, I don't enjoy. Because I love Pig. He's crazy and Mandy. I thought the um, one with him and Pedro Pascal was... Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I love everything he's doing, but I would really like to see him come back to um, the big 
cross generational movies that you can like be like you know what you know what dad you know what grandpa you know what younger brother and cousin we're gonna go see national treasure and everyone enjoys it well is there like something about movie. nick cage that is just everybody loves I, th- I think he's i think he can do it all okay he's just a bit like you were talking about brian like he's just very confident in whatever he's doing no matter how outlandish it may seem yeah that's that's attractive like people meme it but when he says i'm going to steal the declaration of independence i was like he's gonna fucking steal that declaration (laughs) yeah i'm gonna get back my pig Uh yeah exactly yeah so are we saying pig is like national treasure three but just on a very low low scale yeah, but he did. He didn't beat them with oh, his physicality. Yeah. He beat them with his emotions in that one. Oh, range! He, he ruined their lives emotionally. Range yeah, learning. He has the range. <laughs> he does have the range. Okay, so how cool do you think this movie is? Because when this movie came out, this is like the utterly cool, like it's a cool movie with cars and people. Like, there's not like a a nerdy part to the movie. Every character in this movie in 2000 or 1999. Timothy Oliphant is a fucking dork in this movie. Is he? Yeah, but like a a sexy dork. Okay, yeah, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like a by the book kind of guy. Yeah. But like this movie like oozes coolness. Like I think anybody wanted to be a certain character in this film, right? It's got a good energy to it. From the get go, even though it's like it mixes two songs during the opening credits, but Mm -hmm. like the whole time it's just moving, man. Like we were talking about the director Dominic Cena, like he he came from music videos, like he did like a bunch of uh, David Lee Roth uh, music videos and Janet Jackson. So he kind of has like this like slick vibe, like he has. Uh, a cinematography background and doing those music videos so like he he tightens it and makes it ooze with coolness like you said and the way that they like worship over these cars like you're just as much as into it as they are like and their whole vibe like just it's very easily digestible there's nothing much more to it like you said brian um and so like yeah that it's just a just a very fun movie from beginning to end it is so angelina jolie's character in this film do you like her how is she portrayed because she's oh she's not the only woman in the film but you know besides their mother um but angelina jolie in this movie is i think the horniest character in the movie no, maybe. Yeah. She's always I mean, wanting to like go for the ride. She tries to get uh Randall to go out and boost the car in the diner or the bar parking lot or whatever. And yeah. I don't know. What do you think about her in this movie? I mean, she's having a ball, it seems like, but could have used more of her, honestly. I but think she's barely in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like I like the the one line that really sticks out to me, other than the one that I teased during my intro, is the uh just like her getting out of one of the cars and going, God, I love that car. Like um, th- there's, a, there's a little bit to it there. And then of course there's the whole uh, Chris Isaac uh, song number playing and they're yeah. watching those people go at it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 
Could have used it, more. That's but a funny string of dialogue there of like, oh yeah, I gotta gotta yeah. good breaks, good breaks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sex puns. Yeah. It's a lot, lot, lot of it. I don't know. What, what Chelsea, what do you think about Angelina Jolie in this movie? Do you like Angelina Jolie now? Or do you like her better in like the hackers era or the gone in 60 seconds era where she seems to be having a better time? Um, I mean, she hasn't done a lot now lately. Um, but I like her more now, probably. I, I just feel like she was kind of written into a corner. I mean, she's like one of the top build. And, you know, it's like, let's put a sex pot in here. But, and let's give her the set, like the lines and stuff, which is fine. And I'm glad she had a fun time. But it's just kind of like, eh. Okay. She Not- looks like she walked right off the set of Coyote Ugly. Could be. That and kind of like the Matrix. Yeah. Of? Yeah. Well, yeah. you're thinking of like Matrix, yeah, Matrix what, Reloaded. Two, yeah, Matrix yeah. 2 with the dreads. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. She has a look. She has a very <laughs> futuristic look that is no one else has. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at her filmography and I don't think she's done anything fun since Wanted. No. Yeah. She's has it all been serious kids. stuff? A lot of kids. <laughs> she's, I mean, in the movie, she serves her purpose, but I don't know. Like, it's one of those. She, it's her career is weird to me because I think she's very, she's so striking when she's on screen. You're like immediately drawn to her. Like, it's just she can be in anything. You're just like, wow. But some of her choices are so weird. And you know, Mister Mrs. Smith, she's having a black. She's using it. I think that's where she uses her sexiness and her acting to the best of her abilities i understand she's been nominated for uh, she's won oscars blah blah blah. but i think for someone that beautiful the time where she shined the most is when she is having fun on screen and the fact that she's completely gone away from that is i mean it's a choice but yeah i wish she would come back to action come back to butt rock (laughs) yeah we we need more ridiculous stuff because she was in like Eternals and yeah and she's a bore in that like yeah Maleficent there's nothing bore. to it super serious bore yeah that Salt was 2010 which was right after Wanted yeah but even that one super serious yeah like Salt was Salt was female born identity but do you think really she's having fun in Tomb Raider uh I think she's cashing a big old check Okay. Yep. I think she's cashing a big old check. That's why it's weird to say, like, you can tell in this one, I feel like it's oozing off screen how much fun she's having, even in the limited screen time. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it's so clear she's having an incredible time. And it's just a bummer that most of her movies and her characters are such serious bummers when she has so much charisma that they just don't use it. Yeah, interesting. She does have an interesting like filmography. It's yeah. very like what was it, Changeling? Yeah, the Changeling. Yeah. Like yeah. the movie's pretty sad. Yeah, it's like I don't think she <laughs> smiled for that entire <laughs> movie. Yeah. <laughs> My kid got kidnapped. Let's let's have a good laugh. Yeah, but now she doesn't have to pay for college. It's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So what do you think about the action in this movie? The the car chases and the 
the shootouts and the fighting. What do y'all think about it? I like it. You like it? It's I mean, fun. I think it's pretty riveting. Like there's a lot of uh, camera work in here that they have carried on with movies like the Batman with putting cameras on the side of cars. Yeah. And, and if you watch the extras, you get to see them like mount it on cars. I was thinking of like baby driver a little bit uh, with how they were wanting to put the actors in the actual spaces, as we already alluded to them doing some training and things like that. But uh, yeah, like that Eleanor sequence is really good of like him playing chicken and then backing up into there like that that whole sequence the way they shoot it the helicopter and the la river thing that was like, impressive going, under going underneath the uh, uh overpasses and things like that like there's some there's some really thrilling work in there i don't know if it's like as like i like with like a john wick movie or something we're always going to bring it there but like those action sequences in there like you can be like oh that sequence and then this one i would go like eleanor and i liked them taking the hummer down the uh in the parking garage and things like that um but yeah overall very solid just kind of has a continuous momentum throughout the entire film and yeah watching them boost cars and things like that it's fun no it is it is super fun it's I, I think the the action really holds up for the time. I would imagine if it was done a day, there'd probably be more CGI. But depending yeah. on who it is, they're, you know, I mean, can you imagine like Stileski or the John Wick people wow. coming back to redo a sequel to this movie? Oh, that, that would be awesome. That'd be incredible. But yeah. I think that what we sit, kind of said at the top, like what makes the action in this so great is it's, you can feel it. You can feel it's a real car. You can feel the crashes or actual stuntmen crashing into things. You can, I know bullets aren't real, but the shootouts are staged in a way that feel a little bit more believable in a sense. It's no one obviously ever gets hurt, but which you don't expect from these kind of movies. But it just, I think this movie, and it came out in 2000, so it makes sense, like bridges the gap perfectly from like the 90s action, which was super over the top and very like masculine and insane into like this has a little bit more finesse to it into 2000s as we're in that weird in between before everything becomes cgi they're just like finding their way like no we can shoot car scenes really well and it's not so much smashing everything but look at them avoid all of this yeah it, it's kind of like almost like a dance in some of the uh, action scenes yeah especially when they get when, when eleanor gets to like the the construction zone and you mm -hmm. see all those little cylinders start to fly off, which is like yeah. one of the few CGI sequences in the film where you can kind of tell just a little bit of it. And even when Eleanor's flying over all the traffic, <laughs> which is the corniest moment of the whole movie, but you're kind of into it because especially if you watch the extras, cause they really did jump it, not over people. It was a shorter distance, right. but they at least had a stunt driver free fall in from 25 feet to with like uh, a, a car that had built in shocks. So it didn't like kill the person as they landed, but they, <laughs> there, there was some effort made with a lot of what they did. And you, it, and it feels authentic as Dan said. It does. I mean, that moment is so over the top. I think they really self-aware themselves with Nick Cage's reaction to it in the, yeah. 
you know, and, and a lot of it has to do with the music too. Cause it, it sounds like, um, I don't know, like a, like a, and then, and then you got the, oh, like the, so, <laughs> it's getting, it's getting you like pumped up into it. And then when it does like the whole, like, uh, like spiritual aspect of it feeling like churchy when it's flying over, that's what makes it. That's what it is. What, um, the moment that still scared me, like I, I jumped and like audibly let out a like, oh, I don't know if it was the same for you guys, but it was when he was backing Eleanor up and the side mirror came off. Oh, yeah. Like I audibly was like, oh, God, because I totally forgot about that. <laughs> and that was glued on. <laughs> yeah. That, I don't know if y'all had like the same reaction that I did to that, but I definitely did. Uh, yeah. Because you're like, dude, no, no, don't get in the situation. You got to keep that car pristine. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. It's cr but then it makes it all the more fun and intense when he actually drops it off. And it's like, oh, we're all done here. And then it's like <laughs> four, 49 and a half or whatever. And they, they destroy the car like immediately. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. really? All for nothing. Yeah. He just put everything into that. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, do you think they could ever assemble a cast like this today? I mean, they have. With oh, absolutely. what? Absolutely. I mean, like Avengers movies, but like, uh, <laughs> oh, let's compare well, this to Avengers. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> I love that. I could do this all day. I love, oh my goodness. Uh, that just got me excited. <laughs> Avengers and gone in 60 seconds. Uh, I, okay. So in this realm of Nick Cage action, like you have the rock, you have snake eyes, you have, uh, face off you have gone in 60 seconds like is this at the top of the game or do you think there's something better than this i don't know face off is pretty high dude yeah, yeah. face off and the rock are pretty high for me yeah both of those both of those i would put above this yeah better than eight millimeter yes eight millimeter is good though it's not we we've done that show yeah, we did it and there. it's we, great we did well i don't think uh, joaquin don't, phoenix i mean it's love, it's, it's love a joaquin dirty phoenix movie. it's a yeah. very interesting dirty movie but i would not call it great and it's definitely not on the level of the three movies we just listed <laughs> <laughs> what is y'all's favorite nicholas cage movie? probably well i mean if it were just doing the action stuff it's it's the rock like that movie yeah. and but i don't know if it's because of nick cage though it's probably because of Sh sean connery really? um i mean i mean i do love the rock you got ed harris <laughs> dude he's so good in the rock like, love ed harris. they're all good in yeah i would probably say if we're doing nick cage action i would i think i'd go with the rock but if you're just yeah. saying any Nick Cage movie, it has to be Matchstick Men for me or Raising Arizona. One of those yeah. two. Matchstick Men is unbelievably under. Probably go Rock, Raising Arizona, The Crudes. Dude, <laughs> Crudes Two. So Preston's favorite movie of that year was Crudes Two. I remember that. <laughs> he loved it. Those are not bad kid movies at all. No, I think. I no, mine yeah. mine is raising Arizona. Okay. No matter what. Um what about his action movies? Uh 
I keep thinking about it and I think I like face off a little bit more. Because of Travolta? No, not a not be eh, no. it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so is this movie. So is Gone 60 oh. Seconds and The Rock. No, but it's but not yeah, taking your know. face off and I don't yeah. know. Are you yeah, are you <laughs> are you getting another person's face, man? No. Face off is more believable than gone 60 seconds. Because you can technically do face off, but you cannot fly a Shelby Cobra over a bridge. Maybe you can't. Tom Cruise can. True. They mentioned Tom Cruise in this movie gone in 60 seconds. I know. I know. I think when you asked about the cast thing, I think I think Preston's right. I think we only get this is not a movie that was it may have been intended to be a series, but to get a one-off movie with this many stars, I don't I don't know. You I think it's think, like a tenfold. It's crazy. Yeah, I think like Ocean's 11, but it's like that was obviously designed to be multiple movies i mean i just i yeah to get this many stars at the height that they were at at this time this was happening no it, it because they leave it up for i mean it ends the same way every fast and the furious ends at a cookout at the house you know and everybody's laughing and having a good time it's the same it's the same a car grill it, it, it was a car grill and how did this not I, I don't know if they'd be able to do it. I mean, can you bring everybody back today? Or why hasn't Randall Rain shown up in Fast and Furious as a cameo? Like at the very end, you're just like, yeah, he comes yeah. in and the Shelby Coburn, you're just like, what? That's that a great would, idea. That'd be, that'd, be, yeah, that would, that'd be amazing. That's a great idea. I would love to see that. That would mean so. I mean, I, I like the idea of a bunch <laughs> of old people trying to steal cars nowadays when they're so computerized and everything and it's like a young man's game you get it like ah yeah you gotta yeah you gotta be able to hack things now yeah they're mm-hmm. talking about those mercedes keys and st- yeah and stuff and i was like oh this is this is old I, oh no it was it is old but also no. like the, the little moment between the younger crew and the older crew and he's like gloves you don't need gloves yeah. like here's this little gel don't it's not jelly don't eat it you know and then he puts the thing he's like you look like a ghetto smurf and it's just like it's so funny but that's like that's what you would want to see today you know like how do you do it with like the push button that seems like it's much easier to do it or replicate it now or something yeah, like that everything's also automated but it would be it would be interesting if we were to do uh, if they did a sequel and it was like randall Gaines gets out of prison like he got he got caught doing something and he was in for 20 something years and now he's coming out and he's gotta you know steal cars again and he's learning about all the digital stuff and has but like he a, has to relearn the technology it would, i mean it would be but he can still drive so the point yeah. is he can still drive but like have him running have him out trying to outrun cops and they just like disable his car and it just shuts off like there could be a lot of fun stuff in that in, in a movie like that but i don't know if they'll ever do it i mean it seems like in fast 11 10 he, well, no, no, and the the new one that's gonna come out. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I why wouldn't you bring in Randall Reigns with Nick Cage? I feel like everybody would lose their mind because somehow Universal Pictures and it makes enough money, so I understand it. Universal Pictures has anointed Vin Diesel as the only thing keeping that entire movie studio afloat every three years by making one point eight billion dollars a movie, and they just the, let him the, do the whatever he wants. 
Yeah. It's just, oh, it would be great if they did it, but he won't share the spotlight with anyone. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Every single time, I, every single time in Fast 10, another character could have a moment, even a death moment, spoiler alert, but who knows if they're actually dead. Yeah. It, it only course. zoomed in. It zoomed in on Vin Diesel's reaction. Like when his brother sacrifices himself, it's not showing John Cena die or showing John Cena's emotion of like sacrificing himself. It's watching Vin Diesel be like, no, brother. (laughs) And and it's just like, what are we doing here? Let someone else shine. I agree. I totally agree. But The Rock does show up in the post-credit scene. So let it be Nick Cage. No, we've kind of backing on it. I don't know. Gone in 60 seconds is still good. This is a yeah. They they do a good job with it. And it's still fun to watch. Something that's it's hard to think that this was is 24 years old. It's crazy to me. I mean, I was as 18, 19 at the time. <laughs> and it was just man, now I'm 42 and I still love it. Yeah, it holds up. But questionable in the middle at the two and a half era. At the what? It said a little questionable in the middle of your life when you thought it was two and a half. I'm telling you that had to be a mistake. I changed it when you told me. I know. I know. Now I I need to go back and see what I have when we're doing shows of what I rated this. You need to change me myself. You gotta gotta race before you check. Is is gone 60 seconds on 4k yet because this is a hard one to find because uh, like you said at the beginning they were giving these away and now you have to buy it uh i mean i guess you could watch it on dvd i think it's on blu-ray um but if you didn't have it it's like 17 dollars to buy like it's 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 (laughs) crazy used to be everywhere now it's kind of difficult to find it's not on any um any oh it's on amc but you have to watch it with commercials i think so that's very sad i I think this needs like a re redo like a resurgence yeah because gone 60 seconds is good so 23 percent. dan do is this 23 percent or is this much higher absolutely not this is much much higher um i'm not going up into the 80s or 90s but i definitely think that this is a low 70s movie because it delivers on its promise and it is fun and it is full of action and it's light and you can watch it with anyone and i do not understand how movies are subjective but i don't understand how someone could go into this movie and walk out and be like what a complete piece of shit because that's what 23 percent screams to me is like this is just something to completely avoid there's no point in seeing it. And that is not what this movie is. This movie is enjoyable. Or the wrong critics are adding it to Rotten Tomatoes because this was before Rotten Tomatoes. Right. I think a lot of critics always used to hate Nick Cage, though. Yeah. How? How do you hate Nick Cage? A lot. I mean, a lot of critics do. I remember when it was lame to uh, like Blink-182. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I was never I was never no, one of those I, people, but um I remember when people used to make fun of me for wearing Blink One Eight Two and Boxcar Racer T shirts. I used to have a poster from Take Off Your Pants and Jacket on my yeah. teenage wall, which was weird, but okay. Yeah. What I, people I, considered cool was very questionable. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Uh, Chelsea, what do you give this movie? 
high high sixties. I think it's fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think I don't I don't know. It's it's very it's very classic Bruckheimer fair, like Dan said. There's like nothing, you know, the narrative beats are that are gonna come, and I think most everybody's having fun with it. Preston? Uh 75%, I think. I because I, I gave it three and a half out of five and I think that's a pretty solid area of where, where it is like it's a fun uh not a very heavy movie and I think if it had some more complex themes and things like that not that I would want that from this particular film but there are films that go that quote extra mile to uh uh make it a little more thoughtful and everything like that that then that's what earns it like a top five star four and a half star kind of status to me but for what it is and everything like it can have some silly moments in there like i i think about the argument that giovanni rubisi has like once he realizes what his brother's doing uh he's like i'm gonna bring in my new crew and they kind of have like a like a puff out chest kind of moment and they're like hey 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 hey!" like with the young crew and old crew and it's such a silly ass argument it's like no you fucked up let the let your big brother take care of your mess and so um there's just like little moments like that and things but it it is a very solid action movie and uh i really hope it gets refound i hope so too i think this movie I would love to see it back in theaters like yeah. for like a 25th anniversary yeah. to see it like on a big ass screen with like Dolby. Like that would be super fun. I'd go to like a draft house party of this. That would be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah, some matchboxes like little, like a little Eleanor box cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does it make, does the movie make you want to like drive fast and crazy? Mm. No. No. Or drive I feel angry. Like that's a yes to Preston. Uh, well, Preston. So Pre, if you don't know, Preston, I don't know if he still does, but he used to have like a very hot rod movie. sports car that he would drive like Nick Cage in this movie. Yeah, but, I drove backwards like that in this movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but there there um there have been mostly the John Wick movies or something, just like something that's high or baby driver, like where I was like, all right, let me blast some music and just really, you know, put the pedal to the metal kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of grace periods in this when they're not doing any car or we don't get to see it because it's 50 cars in one night, which is probably the most ridiculous thing of the, uh, besides him, you know, driving over the thing, like to think that they did, all that planning, like I sit here and I think, man, an hour goes by so fast. You got 12 hours to steal all these cars. Like that's, yeah. that's impossible, dude. And like, they're, they got people in their crew that's just sitting down like Will Patton. He's just like smoking a cigarette, over there, <laughs> not doing shit. And, and then Otto is just like, all right, they got another one. I'm going to mark it off on this board now. Um, so they, they, they don't have, they're not utilizing their whole crew or they're, at least they're not showing it in a way that makes me believe that they could do all 50 cars in one night. Um, because that, that's a lot of planning for, for like somebody like the oceans crew to try to get in a vault and it takes the entire movie for them to do something like that. Mm-hmm. You gotta kind of, you know, leave some room there to be like, eh, okay, we'll just go with it. But 
uh, if they were to can do another movie, I would like for them to at least try to not insult our intelligence a little as much. Um, but you know, it still it still has fun regardless. Well, I would like to th to see which they very touched the surface on in this Gone in sixty seconds was the many different cars they were stealing all had a different way of getting into them and cutting the alarm or yeah. hot wiring it. And I thought that was awesome. Like I would love to see yeah. kind More of like, maybe like a tutorial of them teaching the new crew of like, this is how you break into this car and cut the wire. This is how you do it in this one. And they were showing it, but you just see it for a few seconds, you know, in that montage, but yeah. super fun. It would be funny if in the second one they had to like steal a Tesla prototype that's only in like Elon Musk's garage. And the way they get around it is like, all we have to do is insult him on Twitter and do something else. And he like forgets to set his alarm that day because he's like so angrily texting. <laughs> oh my God. The, uh, stealing Write it. Tesla, that'd Write be great. it. Or the next one could be about stealing Nicolas Cage's Lamborghinis. Oh, yeah, we found this actor who went into severe debt after a, a divorce, and he has all these <laughs> dinosaur skulls and all these vintage cars, and we got to steal something from him. Just <laughs> he's playing against himself. He'd probably do that. He seems pretty open with like being like, "I yeah. I made movies for nine straight years. I said yes to everything because I had to get out of tax issues." <laughs> like, he's so it, well, it wasn't necessarily like I read an article about that, and it was for Willie's Wonderland, and I guess he like talk he like looks for like the weird things that he's never done before yeah. and he just he will say yes to that if he's like oh man this is strange and weird i haven't done this let's do it he so. said he he literally like cruises online and looks for like just weird small scripts yeah which is super cool who i mean what other big action stars doing that tom cruise ain't doing that no tom cruise is about to run a movie studio yeah yeah. He is. He's going to do Top Gun 3. They shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I mean, I will be happy that they do it, but with part two with Maverick, it seemed like it was like the swan, like to end it. And yeah. now it's just like, oh, we're getting, well, I mean, and I'm, I'm not shocked because that movie made a ton of money. Like, why wouldn't they do it on a business sense? But yeah, I was just I saw that they brought him in and I was like, oh, wow, they're going to someone who cares about movies, cares about big screen things, getting on the big screen, cares about the standards to hold people to to make mass entertainment. And then they're like. Top Gun 3. And I was like, OK, <laughs> cool. Hopefully it's a one for them because they want a, a guaranteed make money, but they're also going to let him develop. Other things on his own. Yeah, let him be. Let him be weird. Correct. Yeah, let him be weird. Let Nicolas Cage be weird too. Let Nicolas He's Cage like, run weird. neon. Give give Nicolas Cage yeah. the, the keys to the neon studio and let him yeah. be the Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's his bag. Like weird shit. A twenty four. Apple. Apple twenty four. I mean, I mean, dream scenario is so. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. This is gone in 60 seconds from the year 2000. 24 years ago. You can find it anywhere movies are online digitally. We hope a 4K or a criterion of this comes out. I think like it needs to. Um, Nick Cage, the, gone in 60 seconds. It was so fun revisiting this. Delroy Lindo is just having the time of his life. And there's so many cameos in this. 
it's super fun. Michael um, Pena, man. Yo, yeah. yeah. Yes, Michael Pena in one of his first roles. You know, Preston, when you and I saw him yeah. a few weeks ago, I didn't even remember this, but it would have been great to bring that up. <laughs> well, he was kind of talking about it because he says, when I started out in this business, I was always like thug number two Ooh, or yeah. something like yeah. that. And we actually see this in this movie. Um, so to see how far he's come and, and the effect that it's having on his family and him is pretty special. So I'm happy for him. No, yeah. super cool. Um, we are Fear and Loathing in Cinema Podcast. Thank you for listening. Chelsea, where can they find you online? I wanted, I, I just want to say like fucking a car because I thought it was funny. <laughs> um. <laughs> On the Miami highway. No, that's, that's, you, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to show my whole ass now. I'm not going to say anything else. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that's bang bros. That's, uh, that's, that's Miami. Is that Miami? Um, that's Miami. Makes sense. Surprise, we're not all in Miami now. Makes Have they ever come sense. up to you? Have you ever been walking down the streets and be like, hey? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, you can find me in Miami. Um, <laughs> I can't even think right now. Um, I'm just thinking find... of Bing Bros and Gone in 60 Seconds. No, that would okay. be that would be coming 60 seconds. Uh Bang Bros and Gone 60 Seconds crossover where you're just stealing cars and having sex. I'm wondering if Bang Bros has a come in 60 seconds like. But that was the Greek title for this movie. It's so I don't know why. <laughs> I Google it real quick, Brian. Gone yeah, just seconds Google, in 60 seconds. On, <laughs> Google on your Google it yeah. on your computer, Brian. On my work on my work computer. Yeah. <laughs> um, You can find me on Twitter as Miss underscore Tenenbaum and everything else as Chelsea Nico. What's Twitter? It's, a thing. it's something. Fast X. <laughs> uh, Dan, where can they find you? Fear and Loathing and Cinema on Instagram and Fear and Loathing and Cinema at gmail.com. Farmers only. Uh-huh. Preston? Uh, you can find me on freshfiction.tv. And didn't record chronicle didn't Blu-ray Dad on Instagram and Preston Barta on X. Twitter. Why are you a Blu-ray dad? Why aren't you like a 4K dad? Well, I've been Blu-ray dad for a while now, and I haven't uh, I was I was Blu-ray dad before 4K became a big thing. Okay. Yeah. So haven't made the jump. No, uh, no. 4K just... dad sounds kind of odd. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it it does. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, I am. You can find me, Brian Kluger, on all social media. You can find me at highdefdigest.com and boomstickcomics.com, and you can check out my bloody podcast with Preston and I as well. Thank you for listening to Gone in sixty seconds with Nick Cage. We'll get him on the show soon. Um, <laughs> until then. Enjoy. Let us know what you think of the show. We love hearing from people and uh, we'll be back next week. Bye.